This is KF4VT. Welcome back. Today we have another message from Brother David Keene, pastor of Clarkson Baptist Church. that was for me. I hope it was for you too. Tell you what. It's, uh, uh, today we're going to talk about faith. Faith enough to quit fishing. I'll tell you what, it's not a fishing uh, sermon, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about that today, so a little bit. Uh, how big is your faith? Uh, I've been blessed already. Blessed assurance. I love that song. I love to hear that song. I love to hear uh, the praises that we sing and how it is great to worship this great God we serve. No matter what's going on around this world, we get to serve Him and we need to uh, trust Him and have faith in Him. You know, when I think about faith, I think about, uh, I just thought about that sitting down here just a little bit, the, the, the illustration uh, that you've probably heard before, what a good illustration it is. Uh, you probably heard this many times but there was a uh, there was a man one time that, that, that uh, walked across these tight wires and had a, had a cross and he did a lot of things on the tight wire and he, he strapped them on a, one building to another tall building walked across there man he could do that then he got somebody else he took the chairs and all kind of heavy stuff and he when he got back he he asked him, does anybody that's watching, do you believe that I can do that token somebody? They said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who's going to volunteer? And not many volunteers. They had faith enough that he could do it, but they didn't have enough faith to jump on his back and let him tow him across there. I want to tell you, faith is, is, is something. How big is your faith? Do you have enough faith? I'll tell you what, if you never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you ain't got much faith. You got faith in some things. But I, I thought about this as uh, my definition of faith. My definition. Faith is trusting something or someone. Uh, trusting something or someone. And I want to tell you, when we trust someone or something, it lets us down sometimes, doesn't it? I have trust in the old Ford. And sometimes it lets us down. I have trust in the spouse, and sometimes that lets us down. I have trust in my family, sometimes they let us down. I have trust in a person, they let us down. I have trust in my job, and sometimes that lets us down, doesn't it? Faith is believing something or someone. When they tell you something, or believing that this is the way it's going to happen, that's what faith is. Sometimes something or someone lets you down. Faith is an action you do because you do trust and you believe. But where today we're talking about faith in God is trusting Him, believing Him, and taking action because we do believe Him and we do trust Him and we trust His Word and we believe His Word. That's when we take action. It's more than just talking about it. It's taking some action. That's kind of my definition of what faith is. But I want us to look at uh, the Bible. And I, I don't think I had this in there, but I'd like to read this. One verse of Hebrews 11.1. I'd like to read this to you. Now faith 
is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me read that again. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We've heard about this place called heaven. I don't know. None of us have seen, actually seen Jesus, but we know and we hope and we believe that He's real. We haven't seen the presence of God, but we felt Him. That's what faith is. Going on further in that same Hebrews didn't decide to do this, but think about this, your faith. In verse 6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is the rewarder of all those who diligently seek Him. That's what faith is. And that's what it's all about. I want you to look in your Bibles to... Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. A story that we all know. But I'd like to read these verses again. Is faith enough to quit fishing? I know we got one verse up there, but I want to read all of them. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Now I want to tell you, you talk about faith enough to quit fishing. Well, actually, quit fishing was just what they do. It's what they've been doing. It's what they know how to do. It's what comes normal. It's what they do. Like what you do is work. What you do is clean. What you do is this. What you do is play. What you do. Have you got faith enough to quit doing what you're doing? What you know and what's normal and what's easy and what's part of your lifestyle. Have you got enough faith for that? When God says, follow me, let's go a different route. Some of us do what we do and our fishing is something else. We worry. It's what we do. It's a sin, folks. Faith is enough to quit doing what you do. Maybe your fishing is this, it's just complaining. Faith is enough to quit complaining. Faith is enough. Well, your faith is enough to quit fishing. To doing something that you do. Your way of life and what you do. Your way of life may be playing ball. It may be working and it may be doing these things. It's the things you do. It may be to make our kids more popular. Our thing may be to do this, to quit, to go to the doctor. Maybe it's just our thing. I know as we get older, that is a thing that we don't like to do, but we do. Maybe your thing is to save money. Maybe it's to do all kind of things. Maybe it is to fish. Maybe it is to hunt. Maybe it's all things. Maybe it's to get and watch this news for a couple hours and get completely depressed. Have you got faith enough to quit doing what you do? Faith enough 
to do that. I want us to look at something else. Have you got faith enough to follow? Faith enough to follow. Verse 22 there. Verse 22 says they what happened there. And immediately they left the boat and their father. And they followed him. They didn't know all about this Jesus. They didn't know all the details about Jesus. But there was something about him. They met this Jesus. There was something about him that drew themselves to him. And they had faith in him enough to follow. To quit fishing. To walk away from dad. To walk away from the things they had faith enough to follow. Do you have faith enough to follow him? Oh, we got faith enough to follow a Republican Party or a Democratic Party. We got faith enough to do this. We got faith enough to do this. We got faith enough to get up early and go to... You got faith enough to follow God when He's going a different direction. When He says, come follow me. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. I don't know about you, the last few months have not been fun for me at all. It's been fun for you. Oh, there was a fun moment or two. We got to stay at home a little bit. Then it got hard. Then it got difficult. And things are difficult now. And they may be difficult from now on. They may be months later. They, have you got faith enough to follow God in it all? Family's not easy. Have you got faith enough to follow Him? I want to tell you, folks, let me give you some encouragement. The only thing that's good enough to follow is Him. The only one to follow is Him where He's going and where He wants you to be. He wants you to be with Him. She, follow Him. Because He knows where the green pastures are. He knows where the still waters are. And you may be going in the opposite direction. No, I'm standing right where I want to be. You may have to change your way of thinking and your way of living and your family may too. Have you got faith enough to follow Him? I want to tell you, America looks different than it ever had before. It looks more divided than ever before. This world looks more divided than ever before. Well, I want to tell you the good news. We don't know what's going to happen there, but the good news is Jesus is going to win in the end. He's coming back to get his children. And the good news, you can be one of his children. If you're not today, you can be one of his children. There's a call right now to be one of his children. Have you got faith enough to follow him? We don't know what America's going to look like. We don't know what the world's going to look like. To make it ugly. But we've got to follow him. Talking to somebody earlier, we all got opinions. You want to hear my opinion, you can hear my opinion. But my opinion really does not change anything. It really does not matter. But what I do know, I'm supposed to share. That's the truth, the way, and the life, and that's Jesus. And Jesus is coming back to get his children. It's going to get so ugly one day, I don't know when that is. There's going to be a time when the last one is saved. The last one comes to Jesus. There's going to be a day when that last one that's ever going to come will come to Him. 
And then the father's going to say, son, go get my children. I was texting back and forth to a, a dear friend of mine many years. He was taken in the church before his brother passed away. Uh, he passed away. And we was talking about, you know, how, well, this is hard. He just lost his daddy just a few weeks ago. And now his brother passed away. And I said, you know what? I said, the good thing about heaven, uh, there's no more pain there. And he, his statement was, you know what? Heaven is looking sweeter every day. Look around you, folks. It is looking sweeter every day. Have you got faith enough to follow Him all the way? Have you? I hope you do. I hope you do. I want us to look at another verse of Scripture there, if you would. Faith, and it's Matthew chapter 7. Uh, if you've got your Bibles open, there's a page over it in my, in my Bible. I like to read that. It is this. It's verse 13 and 14 in chapter 7 of Matthew. It says, Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. Go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Have you got faith enough to be in the few? Now I want to tell you this. It's a, it's a thing I've got, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, funerals. I mean, I've done a lot of funerals, more than I'd like to. And I've done some that, you know, it was hard to do. And some are easier than others. You see, man, they're in pain. They, they're not in pain anymore. And it, 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 you know the next step. But a little, I guess, an irk I got in mind is... is for some reason, when somebody dies, everybody thinks that their family member is going to heaven. Well, that's not true, folks. It's not true at all. It says, few find the way. Few accept the way. Few accept that Jesus is the only way. And start following Him. And accept Him as Lord and Savior. Few find it. Somebody says one time, says, what do you think? Just church members, the ones that's in the church, the ones that's attending church, that you think that there's the only one that's going, the one that's faithful in church, the one that's there all the time. You think they're the only one that's going, the ones that's there every Sunday morning. You think they're the only ones that's going. You're so narrow-minded. And I think to myself, I'm more narrow-minded than that. I don't think all of them are going. It's only the ones that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Ask Him to forgive them of their sins and accepted Him in their heart and start following Him. I'm pretty narrow-minded there. I cannot look at you. You can't look at me and say He is saved or you're saved. I can't do that. I'm not the judge. But I know what God's Word says that there's only few that find it. If it was everybody you know, that would be a few, wouldn't it? In all this world. But few find it. It's easy to follow the world. Oh, that gate is wide open. And we can follow the world. Man, there's a big invitation. 
Oh, you get rich, you work hard, you make your money, you pile it up, you go back home, you sit in front of the, the big screen TV, you watch the ball game when they come back home. And you just relax. Oh, this world, it's easy to follow the world. You get popular, you do these things. But few are finding the real way to heaven. Have you got faith enough to be in the few? There's another one. Faith enough to fight. Faith enough to fight. Have you got faith enough to fight? Paul said in his address when he was leaving this world and he knew it was time. He knew he had the closeness to God so much that he knew it was about over. He knew this thing was coming to an end. That all the signs were pointing to that. I believe sometimes people know. I want to tell you. He said in his letter, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. This fight of Christianity. I stood strong. I stood for when I needed to stand. I walked away when I needed to walk, but I fought when I needed to fight. Have you got faith enough to fight? I want to tell you, I look on Facebook, I look all around, and there's people, they got, they got faith enough to fight, but they're not fighting the right thing, and they're not fighting for the right thing. I'll fight for a, a red and blue flag, flag that sits in the, for Mississippi. I'll fight for my right. I'll fight as a Republican. I'll fight as a Democrat. Well, you're not fighting the good fight. The good fight is standing up for what is right. Standing up for Jesus. You're standing up for God. You're standing up for what God wants you to do. It's standing up against your family sometimes. It's standing up against your spouse sometimes. It's standing strong and standing in the faith. It's fighting the good fight. Have you got faith enough to fight that fight? Oh, if somebody wants to know our opinion, we'll give it to them. Maybe we'll, we'll put it out and put it in paragraphs. We'll tell our opinion. Somebody wants to know, I'm going to fight for this because y'all like the way it is. I'm gonna, well, that's not the good fight. Good fight is living for Jesus. And as Paul would say, if you have to get thrown in prison, you get thrown in prison. If you have to go through some rough days, you have to go through some rough days. You have to be beat, you have to be beat. Have you got faith enough to fight? Have you? Have you got faith enough to fight that? And I'll tell you what, you've got to know what, what's right to stand for. I wish the generation before mine would have stood up for some rights. And you know what? Because they didn't stand up for them. We should have stood up and slipped in that abortion. Not praying in school. Let it go side. Well, it's not going to affect me somebody didn't fight. There will be a generation after us. And there will be another generation after us if the world hangs around here long enough. It was saying, I wished that my daddy and my granddaddy would have fought the good fight. And this world is falling apart because they didn't. 
standing up for what's right, morally. We have gotten a little lazy, we got a little comfortable, and this is all right. Well, this is not going to bother anybody. This alcohol is not going to bother anybody. I want to tell you, I can go with some families that will disagree with you. And they'll cry right in front of you and call you a liar. Same thing with drugs. Well, that's not going to affect anybody. We thought that homosexual thing was all in California. It wasn't going to affect Mississippi. Boy, was that a lie. When are you going to stand for the good fight? The morally things that are right. You love the sinner, but you hate the sin. You love the sinner more than you hate the sin. You love the sinner. You love the sinner. You love the sinner. But you hate the sin. You don't have to go to their house and tell them how much you hate their sin. But you might need to go to their house and tell them how much you love them. It may change the world. It may change the world around you. It may change your family. You have faith enough to fight. There's another thing I want you to look at is faith enough not to fall away. Faith enough not to fall away. There was a promise in the Bible that says there's a lot of things that's going to be going along, but Jesus is not coming back. Jesus is not coming back until there's a falling away. I don't know what you call falling away. But I call falling away is falling away from the faith where faith is not important. Where your trusting God is not important. Where church is not important. Where moral living is not important. I want you to know if you look around, our world is falling away. We've got to have faith enough not to fall away. Faith enough not to fall away. And we get a little too casual. And we get a little too lazy. And we get a little too sinful. And we get a little too wallowing in the world. Folks, we've got to be faithful. I want you to look at yourself. I want you to examine yourself, not the one beside you, the one across, or the one standing up here. I want you to look at yourself. Am I as faithful as I used to be? Am I following like I used to? Am I still fighting the fight? Or am I just kind of give up? I don't want to stare up at you. Are you still fighting? Are you still following? Are you still faithful? Or have you fallen away a little? The latter days, there will be a falling away. And guess what? It's, it's gradual. You look in the mirror. You may have become more self-centered, more worldly, more materialistic. Slowly but surely, you may be falling away. I don't believe that means to lose your salvation. I mean, faith doesn't matter as much as it used to. One last thing I want to look at. And Paul mentioned this in his address too. 
in his address that he was his valedictorian address he was taking to leave. And one of the things he said, you know, I fought the good fight and I've kept the faith. I finished the race. I finished the race. I finished the race that I got into. The race I started was when I saw the light on Damascus Road. And I finished the race. I finished the race. Have you got faith enough to finish the race? And not only finish the race, but finish the race well. Because if you don't finish the race well, all you are is a good, bad example. If you've made mistakes, if you've done something wrong, you need to get it right. You need to get some things right in your life. So you can finish the race well. You can keep the faith. You can fight the fight. And you can finish the race well. You know, last week we talked about the desires of the heart. And God being pleased with us. Is God being pleased right now with you? And the fight you're fighting, the faith you're keeping, and the race you're finishing. Quite frankly, we don't know when we're going to finish this race of life. We don't know when it's going to be over. It may be over today for me, it may be over today for you, it may be over years from now. But we still got to finish this race and finish it well. Have you got faith enough to fight? Have you got faith enough to follow Him no matter what? Faith enough to quit fishing? Have you got faith enough to finish this race and finish it well? The question is, How big is your faith? Let's all stand. You can find more of David King's messages on the Clarkson Baptist Church Facebook page or YouTube channel.